Eddie Aragon, the Rock of Talk. All right, I will go as long as you want me to go, but it will all be depending upon my material and your ability to call or text in. Uh, it's been a long time since I've had this number of texts. You guys might want not want to hear from Michelle Lujan Grisham, but when I play her and then we give our commentary plus the fun stuff, you guys don't leave. Eddie, before we start, can you, can you just give me 30 seconds on the census? I, I just want to let the listeners know. They just, just kill all the momentum in the show. I, I just... <laughs> <laughs> Just go ahead and go ahead, show killer. I'm trying to advise them of their legal obligation. Um, folks, listen, I haven't filled it out yet. It's, fought, it's slipped through the cracks. I've had you know, other, other things in 2020. I can't imagine what. Um, this she, she handed things over to the was it the director of personnel? You know, we got we got to have the census where we're only at 53. percent We got to have money, money, money. The feds want to give us money, money, money. And this is about literally this is their quote big dollars. We're ta- we're talking about. Okay, listen. Under the U.S. Code, that's the federal regulations, you can be fined up to $100 for refusing to complete your census form and $500 for answering your questions falsely. However, the Census Bureau points out that the uh, federal law in 1984 effectively increased these minimum fines up to $5,000. Noncompliance used to bring the possibility of a 60-day prison sentence and even a one-year prison term for false answers, but Congress struck down those provisions in 1976. But... A Census Bureau FAQ, frequently asked questions uh, posted a number of years ago, said, quote, the Census Bureau is not a prosecuting agency. Failure to provide information is not likely to result in a fine. That is the status of the law. A lot of us are livid over this idea. We see these ads nonstop. Fill out your census form. It's how you're going to get free money from the federal government and increase that $26 trillion national debt. There are potentially legal consequences for not filling out that census as a form of protest. I just want to make you all aware of that and... um, the law is the law, folks. Do it. You know, you're, you're, let your conscience be your guide. I'm just bringing you the facts of, of what, what may happen, what you're potentially subjecting yourself to by not filling out that sense. What'd you do? Well, I lost my temper and I took a knife and I, uh... You know those little do not remove under the penalty of law labels they put on mattresses? Yeah. Well, I cut one of them off. Gee. Yeah. I got a real bad temper. Boy, I always thought that was the dumbest mob. You said a mouthful. There you go. Pee-wee. Uh, just want to make sure we knew where we were at with all that. <laughs> I had to regain the momentum uh, there. Just, just give me a big heads up. But there you go. Nonetheless, we are where we are uh, with all of this. There isn't going to be any prosecution. Look, if uh, people can't be... Taken out for shooting at a police officer, which, uh, by the way, that's exactly what happened the other night. Not once, but twice. More on that, maybe tomorrow in our Friday wrap-up show. It's going to be a big show tomorrow, no question about it. But, um, look, there isn't going to be any prosecution for you not filling out your census. Um, There there isn't going to be any consequences for people deciding not to do this or not to do that. At this point, what we found out is 2020 is a uh, (laughs) consequence-free year for just about everybody, except, of course... Uh, if you're not wearing a mask, and that is just about it. 550-50-500, that's 550-50-500. I think we need to, uh, you know, revisit Kamala Harris before her flavor, oh, is that racist city, runs out. I don't even know what flavor she is. She caramel? She chocolate? What is she? Huh? Jamocha? One of my favorite, I've always wanted to say that was like my favorite shake flavor. Do you know where to, if you can tell me what Jamocha is, Rudy, I, I will give you. It's got to be a bean from Jamaica. Right? No. Oh my. Don't go so fast. I will. I, here's a chance of ten bucks for you. Where is the flavor? Anybody who can call in at five fifty fifty five hundred. I want to see if anybody knows where you can get the Jamoka flavor. Jamoka. That's that's my word for uh, about Kamala Harris. Kamala Jamoka. Anybody want to call in? Just give me a call. Let me know if you know local shop? where that uh, is. Local everywhere. Okay. That's Kamala Harris. She's Jamoka. I thought I was like, that's that's the perfect flavor. That's going to be our vice president. What's it? Jamoka. Oh, I know where, but I'm not going to say. All right. Well, you could. You did before the. You he could be. cheated. He's on the. Computer. Oh, <laughs> come on. It's called Duck Duck Go. <laughs> duck Duck Go. I don't, I don't use Google. Goose. There we go. <laughs> I try not to. All right. Five fifty fifty five hundred. That's five fifty fifty five hundred. If you want to go ahead and check that, I've got so much 
audio to get through and all of this crazy stuff. And I got to say, I do enjoy Raymond. I know you're a big EWTN, so I know you'd like it when I play some uh, little bit of uh, Raymond, uh, Raymond Arroyo. Arroyo. You like him a lot, right? Well, he's so-so. I met him once and Look wasn't this. impressed, but now Watch I like this. him. Okay, what's the flavor caller? Where is it from? This is a, this is a flavor caller, yes. It's from Arby's. <laughs> Ding, ding, where's ding, it? Ding. Where's that? Where's it from, caller? Caller, going once, going twice, caller. Where's it from, caller? What restaurant is that? Uh, Jamoka from? Going once, going twice. She's off, uh, caller. What? Where's Jamoka from? Where can I find it? They're all they're all off. I've got eight calls. Oh, everyone knows where Jamoka. Where do you get Jamoka? Where's the uh, flavor of Jamoka from? Baskin Robbins, man. <laughs> no, it's Arby's. Caller, where's Jamoka from? Uh, Jamoka Almond Fudge is the Baskin Robbins flavor. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, c- caller, where's Jamoka from? Where do you get a Jamoka flavored anything? That would be Arby's. All right, there we go. We nailed those like eight or nine calls. Everybody wants to get in on stuff like that. We can do phone burners all day long, Rudy. <laughs> hey, seventh caller. Yeah. Seventh caller, call in. They're just... They They'll just keep coming. They just can't wait. You know, what's the answer, caller? It is Arby's and Baskin Robbins. Oh, and and I don't go to a thirty-one flavors. And, That's good. There yeah, you go. it's Baskin. Yes. All right. Let's make sure we'll see if everybody else has it. Caller, where's the flavor from? Arby's. There we go. That's what I was looking for. And uh, caller, where's the flavor from? That's you, caller. Hey, it's Arby's. Where do I get you That's right. Uh, and we're going to say that we should get some money from uh, Arby's. Uh, where, where do you get the... I already told this guy. Do they still have the five for five at Arby's, caller? It he's, he's got He's got wind, like, in his back pocket. All right, I can't... I, the, the whole board just lighting uh, up. That's not stuff. a good visual. <laughs> Raymond Arroyo. He's not the closer for the Pittsburgh Pirates, but he's the closer for... Well, uh, Laura, Laura, Laura uh, Ingram, and they did a great job of just tearing uh, Old Man Joe apart. It was hilarious. And I was like looking at this, like, i got to play this tomorrow. He's an because, exactor. That's the thing I love about Raymond. He's know what it is? Exactor. Oh, yeah. yeah is this, is this, I don't know how he... Uh, anyway. Can you he imagine him explaining on, things well. to you? Would be the, he should do his own talk show, like permanently. People would listen. He had the world over back in the day, right? That no, he still, oh, he still does. He still does. He still does that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, so he's basically talking to uh, Huckabee, I Heart Huckabee, about what happened uh, last night. And here's this whole choreographed campaign release with uh, Kamala Harris. Take a listen. Playing by the rules. Oh, yeah, now, yeah. Governor, wait, wait. I forgot I've been, that part. I've been watch, saying watch, for watch the start. Sorry. Reasons for choosing her. Nothing says I love you like reading a script. And oddly, MSNBC cropped that cue card out of their on-air shot, as did the folks over at CNN. Now, due to Biden's condition, Governor, this campaign is scripted and totally controlled, really to the nth degree. Even today's big unveiling, it felt choreographed. They marched in in masks. There were no questions or conversations with any outsiders, which Biden explained away this way. I wish we were able to talk to the folks outside, but we're keeping our social distancing and playing by the rules. Now, Governor, I've been I've been saying from the start, Biden's real running mate is COVID-19. But as these cases and deaths decrease, okay, how smart a strategy is this for he and Harris to embrace COVID-19 so tightly? That was part of their governing message today. You know, I find it funny, Raymond, that uh, he, he's saying that because of COVID they can't go out. Has he ever heard of things like Skype or Zoom or a telephone? <laughs> he can still talk to people, but he doesn't want to because he's afraid of what he'll say. And the only people more afraid of him saying it are all those people around him. Yeah, those are the, the campaign at home, biting their nails. After a decent reading, okay, and he started well, he was reading a teleprompter, Biden's intro of Kamala Harris seemed to run out of steam. He made a few bizarre points and then started repeating himself. <laughs> We've all watched in the United States Senate asking the tough questions needed to be asked and not stopping until she got an answer. And when none was forthcoming, it was obvious what the answer was. We were in the battle for the soul of the nation. That's when I decided to run. And I'm proud now to have 
Senator Harris at my side, possibilities. Possibilities. Let me say it again. Possibilities. Everyone. Everyone. The ability for everyone. And we mean everyone. Everyone, Governor. It's almost like listening to a tape player with bad batteries, you know. The speech slows down, then it glitches, then it gets loud. It's very odd. I mean, the question is, is Biden... That's beautiful. I mean, it's just amazing. Raymond's uh, perfect. And, you know, there was a whole choreographed speech that he came out with. And but that was really the weird part when they started that. Did you see how that, that yeah. went? How odd that was? Why, why was As if I, and, and someone was filming it like they were just... Catching uh, uh, Biden candidly doing his, his, his rollout. Here's the rollout and his letting, I mean, so incredibly fake. Uh, Raymond nailed that as well. Raymond, you picked up some signs during this Biden rollout that others might have missed. So why don't you tell, tell us what come on, come. we all ought to know. Governor, great to be so, Sometime we're going to get in here. Come on, Raymond, jump in there. Well, I guess we'll go ahead and see it. But basically, uh, Joe Biden had his phone backwards. And Kamala Harris acted like, oh, my God, me? I've been waiting for this <laughs> phone call? This, this, this is the one? Yes, I'm ready to go to work for you, Joe Biden. I'm ready. Oh, Joe, I'll do it for you. I'll do it for the country. And it was, it was incredibly, it was gross. It was fake. So there's some people on Kamala's side, though, on the radical progressive left, which has really taken over, really taken over the uh, Democrat Party, and the most radical of those is uh, Cornell West. You know, you might know him, uh, Dowd. I know he's oh, yeah. uh, you're, you're a big fan. He was of in this. the Matrix. He was uh, the, the Mortrovsky brothers, and now they're the sisters. I think. Now we're um, sa we're saying that he's way to the left, right, or that she's way to the left. Well, not left enough for Cornell. Uh, <laughs> Cornell West on this. Uh, this is uh, uh, Cornell West on CNN saying, well, we're not going far enough. Take a listen. Yes, Sister Kamala. Well, you know, you've been critical of Harris in the past. I, I know at one point I think you called her a centrist candidate who acts progressive. Um, you know, do you think uh, those who have criticized her prosecutorial record her, or maybe her record as, as attorney general uh, will be able to see past it? I mean, obviously, you know, right now the choices are Biden-Harris or, or Trump-Pence. Right. Right. I think right now we've got to be part of an anti-fascist coalition of consciousness. You, you see our dear sister use Martin Luther King Jr.'s language, mm. coalition of conscious. We've got to make sure Trump leaves the White House one way or another, either by election or if he loses and he won't leave, then some of us will have to just go and escort there you go. He's <laughs> part of that, yeah. We're gonna escort. There's not not radical enough. Let's let, let's let the man finish, brother. You know what I mean. You just it's time to go. You've done your damage, but we can't be under any illusions. When Biden and Harris get in there, if they're still tied to Wall Street, still tied to the militarism, Afrocom and Africa, if they're still tied to the, not dealing with quality public education, if they're still tied to their same old neoliberal elites then we're just going to have another slow disaster rather than a quick catastrophe. With Trump, you got a quick catastrophe. He's got to go. That's why I'm, I, I, myself, even as a radical, and I just want Trump people to know, I'm a radical. My dear sister uh, Harris is not a radical. So, so this is the whole thing where they keep trying to move Kamala Harris more towards the middle. Oh yeah. She hasn't gone that far. But make no mistake about it, Kamala Harris will do whatever she is told, as will, and she'll tell Joe Biden what he needs to do. Remember, the reason why they love Joe Biden is because he's completely and totally senile. Right. He reads, a, he reads a teleprompter, but the man has no idea what's actually happening around him. He's unaware of what day it is, who's in front of him, and uh, he is uh, an empty and open vessel. I mean, Rudy, you're shaking your head to say that's true, but that's absolutely uh, the, the case. There have some radical, radical uh, ideas about things. Now, if Kamala is just speaking out of turn, against her own party. You might remember, she's the one who wanted to move people to, I think, 16 years of voting age. Oh, right? she's endorsed that publicly? Yeah, yeah. She's, yeah. Uh, she's gone there, that public. That was a bill before the New Mexico legislature uh, in various sessions. She yeah. wanted to do the that. Progressive right? policy priority. And part of her attraction was to attract more youth, right? She smoked pot. She was, uh, even though it didn't really match up with the dates, you know, when she was listening to Tupac in her 
College room? No, I think uh, Tupac was still with Digital Underground at the later. time. But it was a little bit later on. Uh, here's how she actually feels about the youth uh, there. What else do we know about this population, 18 through 24? They are stupid. That is why we put them in dormitories. And they have a resident assistant. They make really bad decisions. So there you go. Bad decisions, but she wants to go ahead and give them the right to vote. And that's not going to play too well during the election uh, as well. You're going to hear that. There's no doubt in my mind that that will be played over and over and over. Now, I think we should all talk about her appeal prior to her exiting stage left, uh, the presidency, or presidential uh, uh, debates, right? Not one vote was ever cast for her during this time. But somehow she has become the sweetheart of the Democrat Party. They're so excited. She's making history. I mean, we're seeing a lot of this. It's very, very contrived. But here's something that I just don't understand, because the leader of the party, the third most powerful person in the entire country, is none other than Nancy Pelosi herself. This is a woman who didn't receive one vote, trying to appeal to the younger, and she's not even actually black, but you got to be drunk or maybe this person in order to realize that, oh, I think we picked the best person. Speaker of the House, Nancy Pelosi. Uh, Madam Speaker, good morning to you once again. Good morning. Thank you for your time. Uh, we've still mm -hmm. seen no progress on, on another round of relief for Americans. Wow. We understand. Wow. No, we, we... There really hasn't been wow. any contact between congressional Democrats and the White House. Why is that? Well, because we have a vast difference in our values. Let me first say, though, because you just were talking about our new uh, candidate for vice president, one point that I haven't heard made, and that is uh, that uh, Kamala Harris is not only uh, the choice as an, a woman of color, a woman of color, she is the best person that Joe Biden could name. There are many people who would do no harm. There are many people who could be president. But to have those two combined with the person he had the comfort level with to serve. It's about governance, as your commentator said. It's about governance. So let's recognize her not only as the first woman of color to be vice president, but the best possible person he could have chosen. Uh, she only repeated herself like eight times during that, uh, what, 35 seconds. they have internal pol polling showing that, that that perception is soft and she's got to shore that up, that she really is competent? I well, wonder. I think that's the whole entire you know point that I'm making with regard to the 2%. Not one vote and literally got pushed out of the entire race. Uh, at the very best, she uh, was in eighth place. So this yeah. Kamala Harris is not a person who's going to carry the ticket. She's not a moderate, so she can't go to the center. She's going to insult the youth. We know that that's there. She'll do anything that anybody tells her to do. And that's really, I think, the appeal in, in all this. And, you know, it, the architect of the uh, Trump uh, victory, besides Donald Trump himself, was one Kellyanne Conway. And she makes this, this point uh, quite explosively on Fox News. This is a woman who's for abortion in the ninth month. She's against... woman who's for abortion in the ninth month. She's against the Second Amendment. She's against parts of the First Amendment, frankly. She will. Uh, so, so you see the point uh, mm. that, that Kellyanne Conway is really getting at is like there couldn't have been anybody worse, and you know, really for them. And and in the face of it, you know, Trump's been making that that point that yes. yeah, this isn't going to work. We're not going to be able to get ourselves to a point where people are going to get comfortable with Kamala Harris because Kamala Harris isn't even comfortable with Kamala Harris. <laughs> yeah, I just think he, the Trump campaign, Trump pulls no punches he's not afraid right and he will go at her he'll allow his people to go at her in a way that the traditional mccain romney it's a woman of color don't kid, touch kid her gloves. she's a sacred right. cow yeah, 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 uh, yeah. she's yeah she, she she's she's black you can't insult black and they're they're trying to play that card again liberal media is trying to again push yep, that yep, kind yep, of yep, stuff yep, out yep. caller you're in the kiva go ahead very quickly yeah, hey, love your show, um, Eddie. You're so awesome. Hey, quick question. I was reading that uh, they're saying that Kamala Harris will uh, wipe the floor with Mike Pence when it comes to the debates. What are your thoughts on that? So um, when you were talking to, as Kamala Harris referred to, the dumb population, they'll be looking for style over substance. They won't be looking for policy, and they'll no doubt be dazzled or bedazzled by what um, Kamala Harris will look like when answering questions. 
So they won't necessarily listen to her. I think for the 25 to 54-year-old crowd, the, 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 the crowd that's already graduated from college, that's had a job, that's paying attention to substantive things, there's no doubt that uh, Mike Pence will easily, easily beat, uh, uh, I think, uh, Kamala in those uh, uh, that subsection of, of the population. And then finally we're looking at 65 and older, and you focus more on policy who will be paying attention as well, I think. Uh, they will be looking at Mike Pence as somebody who is more relatable, much more relatable, uh, in my opinion, than uh, Kamala Harris. I think it will be less about race and more about, well, huh, maybe that woman really is isn't black. She doesn't really represent me. And why is she married to a white Jewish guy? Like that, that 25-plus crowd is just completely uh, going to be missed uh, by Kamala Harris. So I think her ability to attract and bring people in, um, you know, is really only for the 25 and under, you know, cool kids who are looking at the surface, really, really surface uh, uh, type appeal of uh, Kamala Harris. Awesome. Thank you. And, and just don't forget, folks, the vice presidential debate, I think it's something like on average gets something like half the ratings of the presidential. I mean, this is... It's news. It's important news because if, if Biden wins, she's going to be the de facto president. But in terms of the campaign itself, those debates between Trump and Biden are where it's at. And and uh, oh boy, is that going to be? Uh, I got to tell I'll be you, watching those. Right, I rarely watch presidential debates. Yeah, because you'd be in jail. I'll tell you what. I, I got to tell you, that's going to be the the line the whole entire time with Kamala Harris. I didn't realize the number of people African Americans that she kept in jail. Tulsi Gabbard really hit her hard. I mean, uh, we'll get to that moment, Joe. Let me finish up with Kellyanne Conway. Take a listen to Kellyanne Conway uh, pick apart Tulsi, I mean, excuse me, uh, Kamala, Kamala Harris. For abortion in the ninth month, she's against the Second Amendment. She's against parts of the First Amendment, frankly. She will raise your taxes. She will put our regulations back. She's been terrible in criminal justice. And may I just say, Sandra, as a last point, the Democrats rejected her. She pulled out of the race before a single vote was cast because it was Democratic voters in the primaries and caucuses who had rejected her, giving rise to Biden, Warren Sanders, Mayor Pete Buttigieg, and Mike Bloomberg. When's Kamala, I mean, uh, when's uh, Kellyanne Conway available? Seriously. She divorced her husband yet? Seriously, she's got to be the hottest lady, you know, over 50 on the market out there. Think about that for if a second. If I were second. her, I couldn't get the, away from that guy fast enough. <laughs> yeah, the lady, the lady is rat-a-tat-tat. She's sharp. She's quick. She's with it. She knows what she's doing, uh, and she's just, she's just so, she's well, appealing. She needs to be. She needs to continue to be the face for the Trump campaign. I don't know who else is out there, but Kellyanne Conway is the only person for the job. Period. Well, and given her role in the Trump this upset in 2016, I'm sure that all of the organizations that want females involved more and more in politics and celebrate bold, uh, effective, successful women, I'm sure all those feminist groups have given Kellyanne multiple awards over the last few. Years. How could you right. not? She's just so sharp. I mean, her appeal, right? Doesn't, doesn't have the right ideology. Not once, right? She's blonde. She. Have you ever read these articles about how the first ladies in the past were regularly on the covers of the, the women's magazines, and Melania has never been on the cover or once or twice compared to all these other first ladies who the, the female, the big supermarket magazines, the glossy ones, Cosmopolitan, the first lady, and they, just, they just will not put her on. And she was literally was a model, but they have no interest in it. We've had the best-looking first lady since uh, Jackie O. Easily, oh, right? Oh, she's way prettier than Jackie ever was. I mean, wow, I love that. Way prettier. Doubt it's not often you uh, well, so creep, creep into my I'm, I'm one quarter Eastern European. i got to stick. She's Slovenian. I'm Slovakian. So, you know, we got to I don't know. Slovenian, Slovakian, <laughs> tomato, <laughs> tomato. Hey. Six of one half of those. They all look the same to me. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Kamala Harris is the best possible person. I can't believe Pelosi uh, said that. It's just very interesting how this is continuing to play. Now, there was a great interaction and as you, everybody knows uh, who's listened to me over the last uh, three years, I'm actually a, uh, a big fan of Katrina Pearson just because she's sort of like an everyman, and she's so incredibly rough. The woman just comes out swinging. She was on the six-person. And the thing, though, that's great about Katrina Pearson, you might remember her as the, the black lady who is part of Trump's campaign right. and who is out very outspoken. Spokesperson. For um, you know, she was a teenage mother. She had a lot of oh, like, wow. interesting uh, background. Also did a lot of stuff with the Democratic Party. I, I can relate to her in a lot of ways. Not that I had a, a baby when I was a teenager, but, you know, maybe in a lot of different ways in terms of how she, you know, comes. She sets herself apart. And this six-person breakdown of Kamala Harris the day after all this stuff was uh, brought about, you got to listen to her exchange because she literally lays it out in terms of, Harris's appeal and what she's been previously associated with. You know, to that point, 
Uh, Kamala Harris is someone who called law enforcement, you know, the equivalent to the KKK, and she said this publicly. Ice. And that's not a moderate uh, law enforcement. Yes, uh, that that's not uh, a moderate thing to say. And Joe Biden clearly um, has a pick that should raise red flags for the Democrat Party because this just proves what the Trump campaign has been saying four months now and that is the polls are wrong because if it were true that he was winning by over 10 points or that he had the black vote locked up then this pick doesn't make sense so we're confident in welcoming kamala harris to the race we have a wonderful opportunity to contrast the trump pence record with the now biden harris ticket and we're just really excited to get out there because our president has spent four years undoing the damage of 50 years of failed policy from joe biden there you go so katrina pearson kellyanne conway and Donald Trump. That's the, uh, the, the, the three-headed monster that needs to get back out there on the campaign trail attacking Biden. And um, see the, you remember, we met uh, Katrina Pearson right. over at the yes. release for the Latinos for Trump. Great person. 550-5500. Call here in the Kiva. Go ahead. Whoa. Hey, Eddie. Hey. I think the reason, sorry, I think, I think the reason that they picked Kamala Harris is uh-huh. because we call her Kamala the Bulldog. Harris, or the, Kamal the bully. She does nothing but bully in typical Democrat form. When she is attacked, she throws a fit. She feigns indignant. She becomes in attack mode. She doesn't listen. Mm-hmm. And I think that's going to be a big turnoff for a lot of people. I think it is, but have you noticed her disposition since she's been picked? She's the sweetheart. She's the she's the, uh, the, the the beauty queen. She's all these other things. Can you turn down that radio back behind you, Debbie? Please. You don't mind. Thank you. There we go. Oh, sure. Yeah. So so she's the beauty queen. She's got the appeal. Are you ready to go work for me, baby? I mean, that's literally what we were hearing. Yeah, she becomes giggles, but. You know, with her fake smile. But I'm telling you right now, when she gets up there to debate against Biden, they think she's going to bully him like she does everybody else. I mean, Pence, I'm sorry. When she's up there uh, debating with Pence, she's going to turn into this bully. And she's going to feign like he's offending her so. And, you know, her smile will be gone. She's going to throw a temper tantrum. And Mike Pence will come out. The winner. I mean, there's yeah, hands down. Yeah, we did see that. That's good. You you talked about her temper. Mm-hmm. That is one thing that does come out with uh, the Kabbalah Harris. I mean, there's no question about it. You don't get a warm vibe mm-hmm. vibe from her the way. I mean, yeah, I, I know point. a lot of Republicans listening to the show won't like this, but I mean, Obama, Clinton, that sort of natural ease with people. I don't get that sense that from from Harris at all. I no. get it. Well, well, she no. did try to start out that way. Take a listen uh, very quickly, Debbie. Here she is on. Uh, uh, baby oh. Biden, and uh, have you? Understood? I'm not sure if you heard this yet, but uh, here's the. Oh, come on, the water's warm. Uh, why don't you give me a little massage? Hi, 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 hi. Sorry to keep you. No, that's all right. You ready to go to work? Oh my God, I'm so ready to go to work. First of all, is oh, the I, I just want to capture that, like, as an intro to the Rock of Talk every day. Oh my God, I'm like so ready to go to work, Eddie. I'm like so ready. Let's play it again. You ready to go to work? Yeah. Oh my God. I'm so ready to go to work. First of all, is the answer yes? The answer is absolutely yes, Joe. And I am ready to work. I am ready to do this with you, for you. I, I just, I'm just deeply honored and I'm very excited. Look at her turn on the charm, huh? Are you getting the picture here, Rudy? Yeah, she's not like, the uh, you look she bewildered. was on stage that one night. During the debate, that many nights during the debate, so hot, so hot. I'm so ready to but go to work. She, can she? You know, it's very hard so to ready. work against your natural personality, particularly someone right. in their fifties. Exactly. She's not a young woman. Um, what what part of her natural personality kind of leaks out around the sides? And uh, you got to be careful know. with the word choice here today. <clears throat> right. <clears throat> some, some some of our minds don't go immediately in the gutter. <clears throat> Take a couple of seconds. You know, the coaches for Pence have got, they probably got 26, 30, 26 or 30 lines oh, yeah. just to poker with. And one of them, she's just going to erupt. And she's Can we be careful together, so. with what yeah. the words that we're using here on today's show with Kamala Harris? Uh, another thing about Pence, he is, I, I hate to use a Jeb <clears throat> Bush phrase, but he's much more of a low energy guy. I don't think, like, if she tries to bait him in the, in the, in the debate, I don't think he's going to go for it. He's no, much more he of a serene type dude. I'm not a big Mike Pence fan, frankly, but I see, 
It's going to be an interesting debate. I will watch that one, too. Well, you might remember this. This is a great reference between Pence and Kamala. Second floor, hardware, children's wear, ladies' lingerie. Oh, good morning, Mr. Tyler. Going down. Yeah. No, 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 no. Come on, Kamala. And now, taking the stage, Kamala. Dip your bartenders. Yeah. Oh, she's looking lovely tonight. It's Kamala Destiny Harris. <laughs> oh. Oh, yeah. Oh. There she is, folks. All right, man. The wonderful Kamala. See, I told you I have a future after radio. With all the COVID nineteen, you think they'll continue with that? That's uh, that was that was a nice optics. What yeah, do you think? Yeah. You know who won't get into an elevator with around. another woman? Mike Pence. Yeah, yeah. That was uh, the reference. Oh, uh, yeah, uh, yeah, absolutely. Second level the there. Five fifty, fifty five hundred. Call you in the Giva. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. Can y'all stop talking smack about Camel Toe Harris? Wow. Come on, David. Got to dump that. I got to dump on, that. I just dumped it. Sorry, it didn't make air, bro. Not, that's, that's not a dumpable dump. It is. Uh, it's all right. Because we mentioned camels. <laughs> and Come on, David. You've been, banned from, you've, been, you've been banned from NPR. I'm not going to let you get away with that, that, that kind of talk right around here. Oh, there she is, folks. Camilla. I'll tell you what, you can play this all day long. 80 days, you think we go 80 days with this? Oh, my God. <laughs> Aerosmith getting going, going to go, go get tickets for Aerosmith. Boston's finest. You coming you know? with me? We're going to go get tickets for Aerosmith. Just <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Not Marky Mark and the fun, Funky Bunch. It's, 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 it's Aerosmith. All right, so the, the big problem with her, though, is her work, right, with African-Americans and then law enforcement. She jailed 1,500 African-Americans for doing nothing more than what she was doing. She laughed at them. Yeah, not very like, well. Where is this appeal? She's insulted the 18 to 24-year-olds yeah, and then, of yeah. course, the African-Americans. So, we, like, where does this stop, right? Leo Terrell, who, of course, is the uh, liberal... Uh, commentator, you've been watching him, right, Rudy? You watch a lot of Fox News. Yeah, they, for they, the they, last month. Leo Terrell's getting he's he's getting jiggy with it, uh, as they say. <laughs> oh, is that is, is that racist too? Wow, everything everything I say is racist. And huh? that's what the memo said. You can't say anything about Kamala. The jibba jabba. Because then you're being a racist or a sexist. The jibba jabba. You love that. Uh, you want me to play that, uh, yeah, Michelle Lujan? The, the jibba jabba. Stop with your jibba jabba. Say what you got to say. Here's Leo Terrell. On the nights that I have the president on, Leo, because he gets to say hello to you like he did the last time unexpectedly. Like, like, Sean Hannity literally has Larry Elder, Leo Terrell, and uh, the Puerto Rican lawyer. Uh, what's her name? The one that got uh, Judge Judge Perino. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so, uh, that's the panel. Talk about fiery. <laughs> I don't know. I had another uh, way to go. Let's let's go with uh, Sean Hannity. Gets to say hello to you like he did the last time unexpectedly. Look, for the next listen, for the next 84 days I'm not sleepy. Before I endorse President Trump, I said if Kamala Harris is selected, I'm voting Republican. And she got selected. I want to be very clear to the American public. Kamala Harris was selected for two reasons. Because she's a woman and because of her race. That's called affirmative action. She's not qualified to be a vice president. She's not qualified to be one heartbeat away from the highest office in the land. This woman has gone so far left. I want people to understand this. If you like your health care, she wants to take it away. She believes in socialized medicine. She has no principles or no scruples. And also, what is important, the only thing she's truthful about is one thing. She called Joe Biden a racist. That is what she is correct about. But she was she shot down 
President Trump and Tim Scott's proposal for justice reform. She shot that down simply because it came from the Republicans. We have to save this country. And I agree with you, Sean. This election is very important. We want to preserve American institutions, or do we want our institutions destroyed by extremists Biden and Harris? I say let's the election. Trump Cut out the jibber-jabber. Don't be babbling like a fool. Say what you got to say. That's all. Then shut your dang pothole. They cite you because you're not wearing a mask in my hypothetical. Oh, that's just beautiful. <laughs> remember I kid, remember kids, uh, oh. uh, uh, timing is everything in, in comedy. So. I, I miss B.A. Baracus, you know? <laughs> they, made a, they made a stupid remake in the theater with just, I mean, people who are not qualified to be those roles. But it is affirmative action. I've oh, never completely. seen race completely. be such an important thing. And Michelle O'Han Grisham, she's got to follow that affirmative action, you know, oh, racist yeah. discrimination. Human uh, rights complaint. Hiring. I yes, mean, yes. if she doesn't do it, then, I mean, what, what happens to the rest of us minorities here? Yeah, that's why right? I said we she was outside it. the HR department all day yesterday. She could <laughs> sit outside. I think that'd be it. Well, we are going to get uh, to uh, some football, some other things. I could, I could do a national show if I'm just playing sound bites and commenting all day, I suppose. But that's not what you guys come here. Well... You know, one of the things that we uh, failed to mention this week was probably, in my opinion, if I want to focus on what is substantive and what we need to focus on, we all know what happened in Seattle over the last uh, couple of months, but Seattle's police chief, Carmen Best. What do we know about Carmen Best? What do you know about her, Rudy? Well, the things that I've come to know is she is somewhat of a leader. She does like to make sure that she stands up for her officers, no matter what the... uh, what the government you know that says. she's black, she's African American, and she quit. Yep. The money, and it certainly isn't about you know the demonstrators. I mean, be real. I have a lot thicker skin than that. It really is about the overarching lack of respect for the officers, the men and women who work so hard day in and day out. Did you hear anything there about being black? Did you hear anything there about, like, no, it's just law and order. I, I heard and what we officers. hear from Sean Willoughby every two weeks, lack of respect. Yeah, for the lack officers. of respect. That's, that's what we heard. She resigned this week. Yep. This is what's going to be happening. Uh, the officers here in Albuquerque Police Department, um, they're going to they're gonna start, people are just going to be exiting as well. Well, Sean said done. the other day, he said that this is going to be, we're desperate for, we're going to be desperate for officers in the, in a very short future. You know what they really want? They want what this woman had to say. You know, this is this is the real champion now, right? This is the person front and center. This is the who we. It's not Carmen Bass, who's the uh, African American police chief of Seattle. This is what we're looking for. BLM Chicago leader here. Uh, this was uh, a couple of days ago. Ariel Atkins at BLM Chicago. Take a listen. Care if somebody decides to loot a Gucci or a Macy's or a Nike because that makes sure that that person eats. That makes sure that that person has clothes. That's reparation. That is reparation. <coughs> Anything they want to take, take it because these businesses have insurance. They're going to get their money back. My people aren't getting anything. Whoa. Let's take a vote. Who's more stupid, MLG or that woman? Uh, definitely that woman. No question. Uh, even MLG wouldn't go that far. There she is. When I saw that on TV the other night, I thought, this cannot be real. This girl Murders, is, she is trying looters, out for a party. Like, everything's happening in Chicago. And this woman comes out front and center and says, uh, yeah, take what you want. Rob who you want. Don't Get matter. Your meal. Forget the police. F the police, right? We're going to go out there. We're going to take uh, out of every single store that there is. Now, she's a BLM uh, Yeah, she's yeah, an okay. activist. What, what, what sports franchise in New Mexico endorsed BLM and links to them? Oh, that's right. That the would be guys. the New Mexico United, who play this Saturday. Home, They have a home opener. They, they do. Um, now, I wonder if Travis Siani uh, thinks that uh, Louis I would is, say re- that is he's, reparations. I would say he's he on the side of re- he's a reparations guy. Yeah. Absolutely. Now, also, also, also a Wall Street guy. He's also on the panel, the economic recovery panel for the governor. So well, nothing says economic recovery like, looting. like, uh, like reparations. She Stimulus. went on to say, though, in that little rant of hers, that that stuff that we take is all paid for. Right. Insurance. Yeah, it's insurance. Darling, do you recognize that we then get to pay that with bigger insurance bills? You're an idiot. Somebody else. She doesn't have insurance on her car. <laughs> How if stupid I'm lying? can someone... If, if anyone follows that kind of illogic, 
Heaven help you, and I mean heaven help you. I'll, I, we need to pray for them. Did you guys, can, did you guys watch uh, Tulsi Gabbard uh, rip Kamala Harris Oh, my apart? God, that was I mean, great. I think this is kind of the, the, the final. You, you guys saw this, right? Yeah. I think this was... Uh, January? March? Uh, February? Uh, February. Yeah, this is ultimately what, what brought Kamala down, because she, you know, she just had, uh, she had too much, uh, as they say, uh, as Mr. T would say. I pity the fool. Senator Harris, you have also been quite critical of Vice President, po Vice President Biden's policies um, on race, specifically on the issue of busing in the 1970s, having benefited from busing uh, when you were uh, a young child. Vice President Biden says that your current position on busing, you're opposed to federally mandated busing, that that position is the same as his position. Is he right? That is simply false. And let's be very clear about this. When Vice President Biden was in the United States Senate working with segregationists to oppose busing, wow. which was the vehicle by which we would integrate wow. America's public schools. What did you just say? She I was so ready to go to work for Joe. Time, I would have been completely on the That's other side Joe, of the aisle. You, and let's Joe. be clear about this. Had those segregationists their way... I would not be a member of the United States Senate. Cory Booker would not be a member of the United Whoa. States Senate. And Barack Obama Throw would not Throw the black book at him. Right there, Joe Biden. The no, nothing says, nothing says uh, the black vote is not on Joe Biden's side than that statement right there. I mean, she went to town. She went downtown with a brown <laughs> on old Joe Biden. Had those segregationists their way. I would not be a member of the United States Senate. Cory Booker would not be Whoa. a member of the United States Senate. And Barack Whoa. Obama would not have been in the position to nominate him Woo. to the title he now holds. Boy. And so on that issue, we could not be more apart, which is that the vice president has still failed to acknowledge that it was wrong to take the position that he took at that time. Now, I would like to also talk about this conversation about Eric Garner, because I, too, met with his mother. And one of the things that we've got to be clear about is that this president of the United States, Donald Trump, while he has been in office, has quietly been allowing the United States Department of Justice ready for the to election. shut down Cut out the jibber-jabber. Don't be babbling like a fool. Say what you got to say. That That's all. Then shut your damn This is important. The Civil Rights Division of the United States Department of Justice said charges should have been filed, but this United States Department of Justice usurped, and I believe it is because that well, Cut out the jibber-jabber. Don't be babbling like a fool. And say what you got to say. That's all. Then shut your damn Department of Justice. Under my administration, the Civil <laughs> Rights you, Division will reign, and there will Vice be President independent Biden. investigations. Vice President Biden, Woo! I want to let you a chance to respond oh. to what Senator Harris said. That was said. a lot. When oh, Senator oh. Harris was the Attorney General for eight years uh, 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 in the uh, state of California, uh, uh, there were two of the most segregated school districts uh, 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 in the country, uh, in Los Angeles and in San Francisco. Uh, uh, and she did not, like, I didn't see a single solitary uh, uh, time she brought a case against them to uh, segregate them. Secondly, she also was in a situation where she had a police department when she was there that, in fact, was abusing people's rights. And the fact was that she, in fact, was told by her own people that her own staff that she should do something about and disclose to defense attorneys like me that you, in fact, have been the police officer did something that did not give you information would exculpate your 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 uh, client. Look at Joe Biden standing up for the black people over there that have been unfairly treated by Kamala Harris. Joe's down for the struggle. <laughs> he really is for the people. Fight the power. She didn't do that. She never did it. And so what happened? Along came a federal judge and said, enough, enough. And he freed Thank a you. thousand of these people. He freed them. Freed? <laughs> That's a loaded term. Uh, freed. Wow. Uh, is that, where, where's the back in chains uh, oh, audio? Back, yeah. in, back in chains back audio. In chains. That's, what, that's where I'm at. Uh, uh, Biden, right? Uh, is, that what, that, is that not what you heard? Remember that? Yep. Going to yeah. put you all back in chains. That's kind of what I remember. It's what like, they value and look at their budget. And what they're proposing. Romney wants to let the, he said in the first hundred days, he's going to let the big banks once again write their own rules. Unchain Wall Street. They're going to put you all back in chains. <laughs> he Wait, sounds you, more black you, you, than You can't Kamala make this <laughs> stuff up. You, you simply cannot make this stuff up. The guy's talking about like Soweto and freedom. And, <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, he's got it yeah. all right there. Officer did something that did not give you information would exculpate your, your, but, your but, uh, but, uh, client. 
She didn't do that. She never did it. And so what happened? Along came a federal judge and said, enough, enough. And he freed Thank a you. thousand of these people. <laughs> if you doubt me, Google a thousand prisoners freed. That is simply not true. And as attorney general. I feel like Biden's about to seduce her into telling her, making her say yes. Baby. I know you said no. To say yes. Of California, where I ran the second largest Department of Justice in the United States, second largest the United States Department of Justice. I am proud of the work we did, work that has received national recognition oh, for what go. has been the All important the work of reforming a criminal justice system and cleaning up the consequences of the bills that you passed Whoa. when you were in the United She's States. She's putting his like finger in her, his chest. That, that's kind of a nasty woman. Is kind of hot. A certain I'm, I'm not going to lie. That's kind of hot. Senate for decades. It was the work of creating the fir- one of the first in the nation initiatives around re-entering former offenders and getting them jobs and counseling. Thank you, I did the work as Attorney General of putting body you, cameras on special I agents bring in, in the Congresswoman state of California, Ga- I, I and I'm proud of that work. I want to bring in Congresswoman Gabbard. Congresswoman Cut Gabbard, you took issue Don't be babbling like a fool. Say what you got to say. That's all. Then shut your damn pow False accusation that Joe Biden is a racist. What's your response? I want to bring the conversation back to the broken criminal justice system that is disproportionately negatively impacted. I'm not going to lie. If they were trying to go for hot, they would go for Tulsi Gabbard time. 10 times before they go for, for, for I mean, you know, since we're... black and brown people all across this country today. Now, Senator Harris says she's proud of her record as a prosecutor and that she'll be a prosecutor president, but I'm deeply concerned about this record. There- How come Tulsi's name was never floated as a person of color? Yeah. Yeah, she's too Caucasian. It suddenly dawned on you. Gabbard. What? What is it? What did? You, who did she make mad? I mean, what? What, what if? What if we went uh, Trump Tulsi? Well, about thirty seconds T-T. on that. She's about to make Kamala <laughs> mad. There are too many examples to cite, but she put over fifteen hundred people in jail for marijuana violations, and then laughed about it when she was asked if she ever smoked marijuana. She blocked Ooh. evidence. Ooh. She blocked evidence. This is the end of Kamala's presidential campaign right here. Forced yeah. her to do so. She kept people in prison beyond their sentences to use them as cheap labor for the state of California. And she fought to keep cash you, bail system in shut up. place. Shut up, shut up, shut up, shut up. This is the, who we're picking for vice president. Kind of shut up. Thank you, Congresswoman. Uh, Senator shut Harris, up. your response. As the elected attorney general of California, I did the work of significantly reforming the criminal justice system of a state of 40 million people, which became a national model for the work that needs to be done. And I am proud of that work. And I am proud of making a decision to not just give fancy speeches or be in a legislative body and give speeches on the floor, but actually doing the work of being in the position to use the power that I had to reform a system that is badly in need of reform. That is why we Cut created the initiatives that were Don't be babbling like a fool. Say what you got to say. That's all. Then shut your damn pow hole. The Thank you, Senator. So broken that I am an advocate for what Thank we you, need Senator. to do to not your, only decriminalize but legalize marijuana in the United States. I want to. I want to bring uh, Congresswoman. Getting uh, ready for the uh, election. Cut out the jibber jabber. Don't be babbling like a fool. You were in a position to make a difference and an impact in these people's lives. You did not, and worse yet, in the case of those who were on death row, innocent people, you actually blocked evidence from being revealed that would have freed them until you were forced to do so. There is no excuse for that, and the people who suffered under your reign as prosecutor, oh, you owe them an apology. I'm Mike Pence, Senator. and I approve this. <laughs> My entire career, I have been opposed, personally opposed to the death penalty, and that has never changed. And I dare anybody who is in a position to make that decision, to face the people I have faced, to say, I will not seek the death penalty. That is my background. That is my work. I am proud of it. I think you can judge people by when they are under fire, and it's not about some fancy opinion on a stage, but when they're in the position to actually make a decision, what do they do? When I was in the position of having to decide whether or not to seek a death penalty on cases I prosecuted, I made a very difficult decision that was not popular to not seek the death penalty. History shows that, and I am proud of those decisions. Senator Harris, thank you very much. Senator Bennett, a question please, for you. Please stop. Senator Bennett, who, who even who remembers <laughs> Senator Bennett? I don't know. There's 19 people up there. <laughs> uh, zeros. This is too much fun. 550, 50, 500, got a, whoa.
Well, I guess I haven't been looking uh, looking what I uh, see in terms of all the text coming in, Rudy. It's, it's nonstop, just uh, pouring through it. Uh, we're good. 702 here in the Kiva. And speaking of San Francisco, the Bay Area, Kamala Harris, California. Nancy Pelosi. <laughs> Nancy Pelosi. Um you, you 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 heard uh, Gavin Newsom today, right? He can only he he can't come up with a hundred dollars for the unemployment. Oh. Trump and the feds are coming in with three hundred dollars, and he won't pay the additional one hundred dollars for the four hundred dollars to make is, it whole. That is yeah, you know what? But they're begging, yeah. they're begging yeah. for for the money. Well, here's some other great ideas, uh, Tucker. I I couldn't stop laughing at this segment. Here's Tucker Carlson on San Francisco giving hotel rooms to homeless drug addicts. That's how tough uh, Kamala Harris was. This is a, a very funny segment. you got to listen. Give free hotel rooms to homeless junkies because coronavirus. What happened next? Anything great? Erica Sandberg lives in San Francisco. She covers that city for City Journal, and we're happy to have her. So, Erica, how did this experiment with giving free hotel rooms to homeless junkies work out? <laughs> Not so well. It was basically a disaster. Um, and it's such a shame because it could have worked out. Oh, my. <laughs> Let me just, I, I can't resist asking, do you live there? Did you get a free hotel room? Did you get to stay at the Mark Hopkins or the Four Seasons? No, I no. didn't. I didn't. That would have been nice. Um, but, but the thing is, is that people were given rooms. Unfortunately, they were also given a tremendous amount of drug paraphernalia. Oh. So you're uh. talking everything from needles to meth pipes, crack pipes, foil oh. to, spo uh, to smoke uh, fentanyl with. And... Because of that, it turned into a... I didn't hear any Narcan uh, thrown out there. Did you guys? No. Just a chaotic, horrible mess. And it didn't have to be that way. In fact, what we could have done is use these hotels as sober places. You know, they, they could have been yes. places for recovery, mental health uh, issues. But instead, it was the opposite. And so it turned out to be a complete disaster. I mean, who could have seen it coming? If you treated, if you had a kid with a drug problem and you gave him a credit card in a hotel room, do you think it would end any differently? I mean, why would they do absolutely. this? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely not. I mean, this was actually a recipe for disaster. You make sure that people can do these substances that are already ruining their lives just to keep them into a hotel room and far away from the general population. What's going to happen? What is going? I mean, it, the answer is so obvious. It's shocking that nobody kind of put those two things together. Now, of course, the rest of the community did. We knew, the city of San Francisco knew, it was the city leaders, the officials, the Matt Haney's, the other supervisors who kind of came in and said, oh, we know better. We're going to do this and it's going to work out great. Well, guess what? It didn't. Too bad because it could have. And hopefully the last scraps of this, we can make it better. But right now it's suspended. No new hotel rooms, no new hotels. And the city kind of, uh, has drawn back on its contract. Okay, Going down. Not just an Aerosmith song there, but unbelievable and not surprising. More great ideas coming from the Bay Area. Everything bad except for Michael Savage comes <laughs> from the Bay Area. Do you ever listen to Michael Savage? Uh, I've listened to him on and off over the years. He's he extremely uh, He's good. entertaining and interesting. I love the old stories though about the Borscht Belt and you know in the fifties and, <laughs> and you know the interesting stories about when he would travel around the Pacific, you know the Pacific Islands and everything. Very. Uh, yeah, uh, borders, language, and culture. That's his, his, his three things he carries. And um, unbelievably, right now, he is right. Um, by the way, folks, yesterday we had a really good segment. A lot of people gave us a lot of feedback on it that had to do with education oh. and focusing on money following the student. You're now at a place where APS and the rest of the, what is it, the New Mexico PED is going to go ahead and uh, shut everything down for the most part. Has that officially happened as of yet, Doubt? I don't think so. We'll see. They're looking and yeah. angling towards that. Yeah. We need our kids in school, folks, even if it is public school. You've got to get back to work. But uh, this was yesterday, and this was the president coming out and saying that money should follow the student. This is going to be a trend going forward, I think, amongst Democrats, Republicans, independents, anybody who has a brain at this point. I think we realize that, you know, you guys all pay in, especially you, 63.5%, of property owners uh, who are out there. You guys all have to pay. The, was there a holiday on property taxes this year, Rudy? Do you know? No, there was not. Uh, Dow, do you know? No, no, I, I don't think there problem. was. Uh, this was excellent. This is clear thinking, unlike uh, giving uh, hotel rooms to junkies. This is clear thinking coming from your great president. Dare I say it, the greatest president in the history of this country, number 45, 
Donald J. Trump yesterday talking about money following the student. If a school is going to be closed and we're giving all of this money on the federal basis to a school, and if a student is going to go to a different school, really at the choice more of the parent, in all fairness, than the student, you know, where you want to go and what school you want to bring the student to, I, I think them. the money should follow the student. Uh. That and is just that's common sense. something that we uh, want to do. We're having a hard time with the Democrats. I don't know that a president has ever used that phrase. I think the money should follow the student. 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 You can and never get tired of hearing that. that we want to do. Over We're having a hard time with the Democrats. They want the money to follow the union, to be honest. It's very simple. Give it to the union. But the fact is, give it to dues, because the union people are fantastic people in there. But the people that run the union, it's uh, disgraceful, and the dues and they charge the teachers, and that's what it's all about. So I would like, anyway, I would like the money to follow the student. And this it's, a great, it's a great message. Hmm? It's correct. And I think one that is going to get stickier and stickier. We have, those of us in the pro-school choice movement have been lobbying parents for decades and decades and decades and saying to them, don't you realize how great school choice is? And we, you know, we've won some victories in Florida, we've won some victories in Arizona, but we never got this coast-to-coast groundswell of support for school choice. Maybe the RONA, the greedy unions, advocacy from a president, the fact that they're coming together, together yeah. that maybe can present the greatest step forward for school choice we've ever had in this country. Rudy? I used to work, I was working at a talk station in Los Angeles when this was happening. We tried so hard to get that movement to happen. Yep. And I just couldn't understand. We have Orange County there, which at that, at that time was very Republican. Yep, yep, yep. They couldn't get the message out. Guys, can you open up your eyes? Did you get an education to understand the common sense of this? Or did you miss something in your education? We just couldn't get it out there. I don't understand what people don't understand about the money follows the kid. New Mexico State University and the University of New Mexico both shut down all fall sports, uh, sports uh, for this fall. <laughs> and uh, we are looking at uh, possibly across the country other things being shut down. But there's a lot of pushback. There's a lot of pushback by the SEC in the football conference. I mean, conferences that have literally their football teams worth $900 a billion. It's, it's kind of incredible. And here's uh, one such athlete from the University of Georgia, which is always in the top five preseason and generally finishes somewhere near the top five uh, every single season. The University of Georgia linebacker on wanting to play football. This actually takes place on CNN. I wanted to play it for you because I want you to understand the mentality. And this is a good kid who's got himself to the top of his discipline, likely because he's been great at following the directions, great at, at, at attending school, Great at working out. This is a Georgia linebacker. This guy can probably bench 350, 400 oh pounds, probably squat 5, 550, um, and he's just a good kid, and he's there talking about this. But I want to see if either one of you, Rudy or Dowd, understand what he's trying to convey while still trying to you know, do what he is supposed to be told by his coaches. This is a remarkable uh, little uh, commentary here, and also um, Benjamin Watson is is there. You won't hear the audio from him, but he is also a part of this, and he's a big Christian, uh, former uh, New England Patriot, uh, New Orleans Saints uh, a football player, as well as uh, born again Christian. Take a listen. We're back with more on the breaking news. It is really rattling the sports world today. The Big Ten announcing that it is postponing all fall sports and of course that includes football this decision comes as president trump is pushing for athletes to return to the field while players themselves are split as to whether or not that is safe matthew brown is a linebacker for the university of georgia and also with me former nfl player benjamin watson so gentlemen thank you both so much for for jumping on with me and, and matthew i just be want to begin with you i know you know georgia's sec so far you guys are are good to go what is your reaction remember cnn is in atlanta right that's where the University of Georgia, uh, well, it's in Athens, but it's uh, pretty near there. Action to the Big Ten postponing its entire fall season. The commissioner said it became, quote-unquote, abundantly clear that it was too much of a health risk. What do you think about that? Personally, I think it's just kind of, um, with so much uncertainty going around, it's just clear to, it's nice to have somebody make some decision as, in regards to football. But <clears throat> with Coach Mark, he's been teaching us that we just have to stay ready. You hear his attitude? 
you hear how he's talking? Very humble. I mean, this is a guy who's at the top of his game. And he's immediately going to his coach. He's like, we've got to stay ready. We've got to be ready. I'm looking forward to the season. You know, here's where I'm at. When, if the, whenever the call comes, if it's time to play, we'll be ready to play. And when we, if you stay prepared, you won't have to uh, prepare for the, for the season. And that's just our mission and our focus. That's what's going to be the case for the next few weeks, too. Mission, focus, that's what we got to be prepared to do. I mean, my gosh, who doesn't want this man to be their son, to be their linebacker, to be their father? I mean, he, father, is, yeah. he is ready. He is ready for the next 20, 30, 50 years. Like, you, you just you want to throw your arms around the guy. He's, just, he's beautiful, right? He can bench, he can run. He's, he's a great kid, right? And, and that's his attitude. Now, here's the responding uh, uh, questions coming. I see you're already in Athens. You're ready to roll if the call comes down to play. But how do you feel personally, Matthew? You know, just given all of the potential risks, are you willing to risk it to play? How do you feel personally? Personally. Personally, there's risk with everything. There's risk with football. There's risk with driving a car. Um, but with my faith, um, I'm supposed to live my life without fear. And and with our with our medical staff, I'm sure that I have the confidence that they're going to take care of our team. And with Coach Smart and the leadership group, we just we stay disciplined, follow the protocols. And I feel like <clears throat> that this is the best it's the best spot for us to be in terms of whoa. Some CNN uh, producer leadership. For how? Job. Where's the kill switch? Where's the kill switch on this guy? He's yeah. talking about Christ, his leadership, his beliefs. Not I'm going to do CNN. what Coach tells me to do. You know, I, I got to just be be ready. I mean, I, my belief. You know, I got to fear nothing. Like, oh my gosh, what? John, here's John three sixteen on <laughs> CNN. Somehow he got on CNN and he's here. Ben Watson is here as well. Like these are kids who are just like, well, it's been five months. The coronavirus hasn't killed me yet. I'm ready to go out and play on the field. You know, I love Jesus Christ. Uh, I'm a fellowship of Christian athletes. Uh, here I am. I mean, it's it's amazing, right? And 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 she's like deer in the headlights. Well, he's uh, he's beautiful. Uh, he's saying all the right things. I think uh, to hold my job, I'm supposed to disagree with him. With our with our medical staff, I'm sure that I have the confidence that they're going to take care of our team. And with Coach Smart and the leadership group, we just we stay disciplined, follow the protocols. Oh. And I feel yeah. like. <clears throat> Yeah, this is the best. It's the best spot for us to be in terms of um, not contracting the virus and following the guidelines. So I think this would be pretty interesting us to see how everything goes. But as in terms of being uh, fearful of the risks, no sir, no ma'am. There's um, there's no fear. Fear. I believe. Some I'm of us have had no fear this, this whole Got time. No fear. No fear. Mm. I believe. Being uh, <laughs> fearful of the risks, no sir, no ma'am. There's um, there's college football, and it's a thrill to be here, and. It's a value to be here, and everybody wants to participate, see how the season goes. I love everything about that kid. Everything. And he's just laying it all out there on the line. And then, of course, uh, one of my favorite. I grew up with him. You might remember Herschel. Oh, oh wow. Herschel yeah. Walker, he's coming out. And, you know, he's he's been able I mean, you've never seen a man, I think his age, look as good as have you seen Herschel Walker? Not recently. Remember, he does a thousand push-ups a day, yep. two thousand yep. sit-ups a day. Holy the man, cow. he's like, you know, holds his hand up to cry. You know, the whole entire bit. He's he, he's out there, right? <laughs> Herschel Walker. Uh, he doesn't. He's not talking about Christ. He's not talking about push-ups. He's not talking about sit-ups. He's talking about what canceling college football is all about. Love Herschel. Here we go. Heisman Trophy winner, nineteen eighty-four, from the very same school, the University of Georgia. Another big story today, the Pac-10 and uh, the Pac-12, I should say, and the Big Ten officially postponing their fall sports seasons today. Both conferences announcing that they may be able to play in the spring. Fans are holding out hope. The other three conferences in the $3 billion Power Five, the ACC, SEC, and the Big 12, will play this fall. We certainly hope so. Heisman Trophy winner and former NFL player Herschel Walker joins me now. Herschel, thank you so much for coming on the program tonight. What, what do you think about all this? Well, you know, I, I'm sad because kids need to play. Uh, kids need to play, and this is such a controlled environment that they're going to be in. You know, you're going to be with uh, some of the best doctors. Uh, you know, kids are tested, what, twice a week, you know, and if they're not playing and the kids are at home, they're in an environment where they can get sick. Well, now you're at a university, you got world-class doctors. They're testing you. You're uh, in, a, in, a, in a controlled environment. And kids need to play. You know, you, these are kids' lives. Right now, 
Uh, they don't seem to care about the lives that's going on in this country. They don't seem to care about kids getting back in school. They don't seem to care about this. But kids need to be playing college football right now. Yeah. Uh, Trevor Lawrence, uh, the QB at Clemson, made that same point, that he felt that everybody was safer in the program and at school. And you've got the ACC's medical advisor, a Duke infectious disease specialist, saying we believe that we can mitigate it down to a level that makes everyone safe. Can we safely have two teams that meet on the field? I would say yes. And, you know, one other point, um, since the NBA player, the first NBA players tested positive and ended the NBA season last March, we looked this up and, you know, people should let me know if we're wrong here, but we could not find one athlete not who one. tested positive there you go. who was hospitalized, Herschel. Amen. Not one so far since well, March. Well, that, well, that's what I'm talking about. You know, you, uh, uh, you have like uh, at, at these schools, they, you have great, great doctors. They are, they're, they're testing these kids all the time. They're taking care of these kids. You know, what are you going to do? You're going to send them home because if school is not in, uh, uh, what are they going to do? You're going to destroy these kids. You know, they're going to walk around campus, going to get depressed. Yes, we are. Uh, you know, they're, lo they're losing their livelihood right now. You know, kids, you think of a fifth-year senior. This is his chance to, uh, to get to the next level. And I, I think that because of politics uh, and because and you look at the places that decided not to play, Look at the areas where they decided not to play at. You know, it, it is sad we've come to this. Too much truth. Well, it's sad that we've come truth. to this right here, and that's what that's what hurts. It sure does. By uh, this time, Herschel would have been kicked off of CNN. The greatest of all time uh, right there in the Kiva. Rudy, we'll see you tomorrow bright and early 4 p.m. Dowd, same to you. Thanks, everybody, for listening here in the Kiva on AM 1600 KIVA 93.7 FM. George. Georgia, the whole day through, just an old sweet song, keeps Georgia on my mind. Georgia on my mind. I said, Georgia.